Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Now we find our, our way into juz number 12. And this juz consists of 99% essentially of Surah Hud and about half of Surah Yusuf. And a common theme that we find throughout Surah Hud is the different challenges that the prophets went through because of their own people. So they're trying to call their people to something good. And they were mocked and they were ridiculed and they were called crazy and lunatics and so on and so forth. Horrible insults. And one of the wisdoms behind, one of the key wisdoms behind this surah, not just being revealed, but the majority of the stories in the Qur'an were revealed in Mecca. And there's very important food for thought for all of us to reflect upon in that regard. Why is it that the majority of the stories in the Qur'an were revealed during the Meccan period as opposed to the post-Meccan period, as opposed to the Medinan period? Stories help us to envision, to imagine, to, to try to take concepts and embody them as best we can. And if we learn about a theory an idea, that's one thing, but then when we have examples of people putting those ideas into practice, then it helps to contextualize what it would look like if we tried our best to do the same. So this was critical in helping the Prophet ﷺ make it through the very difficult time frame in Mecca as well as, as, well as the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. You find from one Prophet to another to another, they went through the most difficult challenges. And one specifically that I want to highlight that we find in Surah Hud is the challenges that Prophet Nuh that he faced, not just from his people, right, but even within his own family. And we find some very vivid ayat in the surah when he called, this is when, this is when we find the verses when he calls out to his son, Ya Mahana. And this was when his son made the decision instead of joining him on the Ark of Salvation, literally, he instead responded by putting his trust in something material in a mountain as opposed to Allah Azza wa So the son's response was, instead of boarding the Ark with his father, his son's response, even though there are these massive waves, and it's interesting that the waves are described as the size of mountains, and his, the solution that came to mind was to go to a mountain, even though the waves must have been comparable in size to that mountain anyways. There's a lot that we can derive from the story. There's a lot of food for thought. And one of the key points to take from this is for especially the teenagers in our community, right? And I mentioned that specific age range because that's when there's so much turmoil that, that naturally comes along with it to learn from this story. For the young men especially, and young women, but especially young men, to learn from this story. Because one of the key advices that the father had for the son, in this instance, was to not be with the wrong people. He didn't even say, Prophet Nuh he didn't say, He didn't say, don't be from among this group of people. He said, don't be with them. 
The reality is if somebody spends enough time with a group of people, for better or for worse, eventually they become from among them. So there's this key advice during this epic scene, this dramatic scene. And he's calling out to his son, don't be with those who have rejected the truth. Don't be with, don't even be with them. And the son refused to respond positively, refused to listen, was stubborn basically. And he did his own thing. So he went to that mountain and that was it. That was, that, that was the end of that scene. That was the end of that part of the story. Moving on to Surat Yusuf, there's so much turmoil, especially in the first half of the story that he goes through because of, initially, because of his own family, because of challenges within the home. So you can see a connection between the challenges that Prophet Nuh faced within his home, the challenges that Prophet Yaqub faced within his home, the challenges that Prophet Adam faced within his home, the challenges that, there's so many examples. Just because someone is going through challenges at home, it, it is not an indication that they're not a good person, that they're not a righteous person, there isn't necessarily a correlation. Sometimes there is and sometimes there's not. The important thing is to understand it's, it's, it's not, that's not always the case. Because we have so many examples within the Qur'an where there were clearly major, major challenges at home. What I want to leave everybody with, when we look at the first half of Surah Yusuf, you find one challenge after another, after another, after another, after another, and everything seems to be going downhill. And this is the first half of the story. But the story is a perfect mirror. You have one challenge after another, and then the lowest point is when he's stuck in jail as an innocent man for several years. What got him out of jail? One man, the king, had one dream. There was one person who could interpret it, and it happened to be him. And he knew one person who connected him with the king. And when, when you see how Allah Azza wa threads the needle, so to speak, it should give us hope that, you know what, there are these challenges, but maybe there's some wisdom behind them. And then when you learn the wisdom of the story of Prophet Yusuf, then you take a step back and you say, subhanAllah, this is, it really is the best story. It's amazing. So we ask Allah to give us hope as we're going through the challenges that we're going through. And we ask Allah to turn the negatives in our, in our lives into positives. We ask Allah to help us to benefit from the Qur'an and, and, and to make us people of Qur'an, not just in theory, but also in practice. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil